everyone, Jeff here from besttechie.com, and this is Techie Bytes episode 72. Today I'm speaking with Avery Henderson, professional gamer and model. She recently hosted an all-female PUBG tournament that garnered over 135,000 unique views and raised more than $5,000 for charity. In this episode, we discuss the state of the esports industry, how the pandemic has affected gaming, what it's like to be a professional gamer, how to handle and deal with trolls, and so much more. Enjoy. I'm here with Avery Henderson, a professional gamer girl and a model as well. So Avery, I'm really excited to have you on this podcast because like I mentioned before we started talking, uh, well, before before we started recording really, is uh, we've, we haven't really touched on the whole topic of esports or gaming at all uh, on this podcast much of yet. Um, and I'm really excited to, to dive into it today with you. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about esports. Yeah. So right now, uh, you, like the rest of us, are locked down at home, I would mm -hmm. imagine, um, over this pandemic. But typically speaking, or I guess, how, how is that? First of all, how is that going for you in, with, uh, with your business and what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis? How, is that, how has that affected you? Yeah, well, the esports industry as a whole is booming, obviously. Um, it has been booming for a very, very long time, but we've seen significant increases since COVID because people are stuck at home. So, you know, they're turning to Netflix, but when you watch every show on Netflix and they're not releasing anything new because the whole industry is shut down, um, some people go to live content and there's so many people that are interested in gaming. Um, but the cool thing about streaming is that it's not just gaming, it's a community of people. So there's a lot of people right now during COVID that are lonely. Um, you know, they're stuck at home, they don't have anything to do. And now they have this community online of real people that they can connect with. And that, and for that reason alone, I think the live streaming um, career path and community as a whole is going to shoot through the roof. And it already has. I 100% uh, agree with you on that. I've seen the same thing. I mean, uh, one of the one of the platforms that I know you're on and that I know I'm on as well and that I've seen firsthand just start exploding mm -hmm. over the past several months has been Discord. It's a yeah. huge community. And, 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 it, and basically, independent people or companies can make their own communities and invite people who like their what they do their product their service whatever or just their content uh to join and be part of something and, and have because like i was talking to my wife literally yesterday about this right like it's 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 a wonder that we have this now because i couldn't imagine during like a hundred years ago when the pandemic no. when 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 the, like the spanish flu pandemic came by and there was no internet I had for this period of time like being alone and kind of being by yourself um, it's, it's gotta be tough. So yeah, I, I think that these communities, especially in the esports uh, space have, have been proven vital, you know, just for just people yeah. just kind of finding that human interaction, uh, yes, on, human know. connection, Yeah, that human connection. <laughs> exactly. So super important. Yeah, it definitely is. So I want to, I want to talk about, um, streaming. I want to talk about, uh, different platforms and we'll get all to, we'll get to all that. I'm sure. Um, but let's, before we do that, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about you and, and your background. Um, how did you get into streaming in the first place? Well, um, my friend actually told me that he wanted to stream and I was like, dang, you can do that <laughs> like as a career. <laughs> what? So I, in support of him was like, you know what? I'll just be there for you. I'll, I'll play games with you. And I ended up being in the background of his camera 
and people would, you know, nag him all the time, like, tell her to stream, tell her to stream. <laughs> so I finally was like, should I? And I bought the worst camera, the worst microphone. The quality was awful. I was terrible at the game. And somehow because of the community that I created, it blew up and I started upgrading my gear and my mic upgrading my background. I love, um, I love the really, really light. working hard at yeah. creating that family aspect in my stream. And I think that people just really loved that. And so I just kept going and here I am. <laughs> I really, I really like that. I think one of the important things I think when it comes to building community is making sure you understand or the people, it's not just, it's, you know, being yourself, right, is one thing. But then the people who come to watch you and be part of that community, you kind of have to understand what, you know, what they're looking for and, and make sure you, especially if you're going to make a business out of it and you're going to try and make a livelihood from it, you you have to understand their needs and what, what they're looking for so you can fill those needs with, you know, your content, right? And, yeah. um, you know, I think that's, I think that's great. I, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I think what we might, we might as well because... You mentioned it. You bought how you bought the the crappiest webcam and 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 yeah. mic and like so. If someone were to, like, if someone were to say, Avery, I want to start streaming tomorrow. I want to I want to I want to really give it a go. Um, what would your initial advice be? Where should they be investing that their money right away? And where and what could, what things can wait to you know I think later on? My initial reaction would be dependent upon if I know them well or not. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think obviously everyone should go after their dreams. Uh, there's not a, a reason that you should ever feel like you can't do something. However, it requires a very, very particular, specific type of person to be able to stream. And the reason that I say that is because it is the most mentally taxing job you could take on. I mean, you are in front of a camera live responding to people. It's not YouTube. You don't make the video ahead of time. You don't cut it. You don't edit it. You are on all the time. Your reactions to things, people are, are, are there to judge. They're there to see who you are, see what you do. And so it can be a very mentally taxing job because of that. And on top of that, people on the internet are not nice all <laughs> that's, the time. That's true. Um, and there are people with intentions of just only trying to get a reaction out of you and making you upset. And so if your passion lies with gaming, then maybe streaming isn't for you. If your passion lies with connecting with other people, being a role model and setting an example for what you believe in, then streaming is for you. And if you're determined to do that, then you can go for it and do anything. I really think that that's actually like some of the best advice I've heard in terms of streaming. I really like how you separated. You could like gaming, but not be a great streamer because mm -hmm. you don't have that personality. It's, it's, there's almost a very you have to have a specific kind of personality and, and mindset to do it in order for, right. in order to kind of succeed at it. Cause like you said, yeah. people are going to come at you and you're, and you're live. You're, you can't yeah. edit this video. <laughs> yeah, you Your reaction to, to losing or to, or to exactly. winning or to having something bad happen while yeah. you're streaming is out there for the world to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How do you I deal mean... with, how do you deal with that? Uh, it depends on the situation. I mean, obviously there have been times where people have come in and said things when I'm having a bad day and, you know, I'll make a snarky remark back. And then I have to, after I end my stream, I have to like reflect on myself and be like, you know what? It's not worth it. Don't even play into it. And it really is that mental game all the time. I mean, you have a bad day, but all of these people need you and they need you to, to make them happy. And so it's just so much give 
as mm-hmm. a streamer, you're just constantly trying to make other people happy. And the day that you realize that that will never happen, no matter how you try is the day you will have this huge breakthrough mm-hmm. because you can do anything and everything to make everyone happy and people still won't be happy. But as long as you're trying and you know, you put your best effort forward, that's all you can do. And people will respect you for that. The The real ones will respect you for that. Right. So, right. The, your, your, your actual community, the, your true fans, the people yeah. who watch you because they like you as opposed to yeah. because they just want to try and rile you up. Essentially. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So let's uh, let's let's shift a little bit. Talk about um. We, I we, I feel like we could talk about this all. This the entire episode could be about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Being having been online for several years now, basically my entire life. You know, I I, I totally understand. You know, there are definitely a lot of internet trolls out there and people who literally will join communities just to try and start something. Mm-hmm. And um. And and that you know what sometimes they succeed and they and they get between people that you that you that you liked and that you thought were friends and they get between them you know they insert themselves somehow stuff happens and especially yeah. online and I feel like you know these are these are types of issues I feel like that we haven't dealt with before and I, I feel like I really feel like we are kind of kind of kind of deep on this but um, they are issues like that it. we ha- they, we haven't. Uh, that like human that just humans haven't dealt with uh, their feelings and emotions that are, that are, that, that are involved now and just ways that interactions happen um, that just couldn't exist before the internet. Right. And um, yeah. so I think it requires a lot of learning uh, also. Right. So in kind of involving kind of how you think about interacting with people and like, and, 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 and then reevaluating what, who you consider to be, you know, a true close friend and things like like. It's nuts, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, if someone's in the industry with you, um, you know, there's always the possibility that they might just be being fake to you so that they can propel their own career. And it's a huge thing in the streaming community. I mean, people will go into larger streams and just, you know, put their own link in the chat and it's super disrespectful. Um, but I get it. You know, people are so determined and so wanting to, have that level of, of fandom and, and they're, they're willing to do anything to get it. And yeah. they don't realize the repercussions of that in the long run. So if you, if you were to, uh, I never, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, I thought uh, you had cut off first moment. So I thought you were had finished speaking. Oh, you're fine. Okay. Um, I was saying that's something I really pride myself on is that I have never tried to make a friendship with a larger streamer to propel my own career. I honestly kind of consider myself a loner. Um, you know, I, I network with people uh, and I say network in the way that I did because I don't really think about it like that. I make friends mm-hmm. and there's so many people who take the approach of networking and, you know, trying to play with other streamers so they can grow their own stream. And it's just a really, really toxic community if you do it that way. So I a hundred percent agree. And I, yeah, I'm wondering though, how, 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 like how you approach it in the sense, like, mm-hmm. So like when you were just getting started, um, how did you approach kind of building up your community in that sense? Like like mm-hmm. getting in touch, obviously working with other streamers typically is viewed as definitely one of the most effective ways I feel like people have talked mm-hmm. about um, for growing a stream. And yep. obviously there can be, there are many, I'm, I'm sure good instances of where that has happened and it's worked out well, but there are obviously also other instances where it hasn't. Um, uh, so I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on, on that, on that. 
I do. Um, you know what works better than playing with other streamers? Supporting other streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, I never even meant for this to happen, but I really think the growth that I experienced very early on was because my schedule for streaming wasn't just press the go live button. There was so much time and effort and support for other streamers that went into my daily schedule before I even went live. Mm -hmm. I would dedicate three hours of my day to streaming and three hours of my day to supporting others. And what I mean by that is I would literally just sit there from three to 6 PM in the library at my college and I would just pull up other streamers and I would watch them and I would study what they do, study, look at what was in their background, what was aesthetically pleasing, you know, compliment them if I felt like it, boost them up, build them up, meet, just meet people. Mm-hmm. And um, I never asked for anything from anyone. I never said that I was a streamer, never told them that I streamed nothing, but I just created genuine friendships with people that way um, because of the amount of effort that I put into really studying what I could do to make my stream better. And I think no matter what size streamer there is, there's always something to learn from each other. And I always had that mindset going into it. So that's really, I think when my stream started to blow up is when I, I made a name for myself in people's chat and they knew that I was nice and that I was there to support them. And, you know, because of that, they were kind of there to support me and I didn't plan for it to be that way, but it just was. And I think that's something that people really just don't understand is just be a, be a nice person, be supportive, (laughs) be a good person. And people will like you and, and want to play with you and want to be with you. You don't have to ask. Yeah. Um, I think that's, a, I think that's phenomenal av- advice. And I honestly, like, it seems so obvious, right? But like yeah. people don't do that. Most of the no. time, like most of the time, that's they want, not what they happens want overnight success. They right. want, which is not a thing, by the way, become famous. <laughs> it's not a thing. Right. I so. mean, we, I mean, you, you hear about, I mean, you hear about these over overnight success stories, but they're none of them are ever truly overnight success stories. No. Except for that guy who uh, created that, uh, was interviewed when there was a, uh, in, in Lincoln Park, uh, where was that? There's a rapist in Lincoln. It's from many years. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was when the internet was a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, that internet was a lot smaller. I don't know why my brain went to that, but yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Fine. But yes, um, so let's talk a little bit about esports and how you feel about the current kind of uh, state of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. how, first of all, how is the esports industry doing? I know we talked about doing well, but like in terms of diversity and like uh, inclusion uh, of women and and just overall, how, how is everything going in that space in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's definitely shifting a lot. People are becoming more and more open to women in gaming and You know, that's something that I noticed at the very start of my career. I mean, I didn't even know that sexism really existed because I grew up in a very small sheltered town. I worked with, you know, local friends and family for my jobs when I was young. And then when I went to college, I went to a small private university. And so everyone just knew everyone. You don't treat people that way. Um, So when I started getting on the Internet, it was a huge culture shock for me. I mean, people were like telling me to go back to the kitchen and stuff like that. And I, I honestly didn't even understand it. I, I just heard it. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. I literally like... didn't even know what it meant. But then when I started to piece it together, all the comments that people would say, I just realized that people are so against women in gaming. And that's why yeah. I started doing research. And in my research, I found that the ratio of female to male gamers is pretty 50 50. I mean, when you look at it, there's about the same amount. It's, it's, crazy. I mean, that, that makes sense. I, I mean, yeah. like gaming is not as a universal thing. It's not, it's not, it's not a 
Yeah. There's no, it shouldn't be gendered uh, in that, in such a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I saw that and I was like, you know what? People's perception of this needs to change. And so I started doing events for females and I think that, you know, really being inclusive of females and being an advocate for females has been such, um, you know, a, a humbling part of this whole experience for me, because not only do I have the opportunity to game and be a role model for people and just their daily life and positivity. And that's what I'm about. But I also get to be a role model for women, um, that, in male dominated industries, you don't have to cave into the stereotypes. You don't have to cave into, you know, all of the things that, that people perceive you to be, you can be yourself and you can attack a goal and a dream. And it doesn't matter if it's male dominated industry, if it's what you're passionate about, you go for it. And I love that about my career. I, I, I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I, I do, I, 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 again, I have to agree. I mean, when you see something that is just so plainly wrong, right? Just doesn't seem right. You know, I, I that's when I feel like things are ripe for like disruption. Even in this case, even mm -hmm. if the, you know, the in the, that it's weird because gaming is kind of a universal thing, right? It shouldn't be gendered, but mm -hmm. like, but the industry became very gender specific, and that's mm -hmm. where the problem I think lies, right? So, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. It's. Are there any other things you can the think of? The stereotypes are terrible. Yeah. Are there any other things or, or, or things that you are planning to kind of um, help? Like I know you mentioned you, you set up uh, groups and things like that for female gamers. And you've also mm -hmm. uh, led, I believe, tournaments, uh, female-specific uh, tournaments. And, th and those went really well I, from, from what I mm -hmm. gathered. And um, so, like, I, I guess you can't – there's the lack of the, the ability to meet in person these days is, is probably – a little tough, but like, what other things are you working on, uh, to kind of, to, to, to build up, uh, the female gamer, uh, streamer base? Yeah. So this may sound a little bit weird. It's a, <laughs> it's a weird approach on it, but, um, you know, I started modeling when I was 16, been super, super interested in the fashion industry for a very long time. I love fashion. I love style. And, as a streamer, I started to notice that, you know, sitting here when people only see me from like here up, it's kind of <laughs> right. hard to express yourself in your style in that way. So I did create um, a clothing line. It's a full look clothing line, like head to toe. But at the same time, I really created it with the idea in mind to empower women. So there's business clothes in there. There's lounge clothes in there. There's just everything. And it's so funny because I never told my best friend what I... <laughs> you know, based my, um, clothing line around the idea of empowering women. And I had her come over and I was like, Hey, can you just come try these on and see how, see, you know, how you feel. And like, if you like it, and she literally put on one blazer that I had and like a pair of pants. And she was like, I feel like a badass. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, that is what I wanted. So Mission it made me feel really proud about that because I want women to feel like a badass. I want them to feel like they can go take on the freaking world. So exactly. that is something on the side that I've done. It's a huge passion of mine and I hope that it continues to empower women. I think that's super important. And, and obviously like clothing is, is, is important because it, it expresses how you feel. Uh, mm -hmm. It's um, it, it can make a statement also. Um, and I think that having, you know, clothing that you feel comfortable in, especially if you're streaming on camera, Mm -hmm. and, and I, I don't think enough people realize what it's like to feel like to be on camera for a, a long period of time. 
it's it's a little off-putting. Like you feel like every move you make is on. Like I'm just doing this right now. If you're watching the video podcast, but like yeah, every, I am. <laughs> every move you make is uh, is under scrutiny and just uh, you know you just even in your own head. I feel like sometimes you have to like, all right, what am I? Am I'm doing this. I'm on camera. I have to remember that like <laughs> type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely taxing to know that there is constant eyes on you. And on top of that, whenever you get into the game and forget that people are watching you, someone comes in chat like a troll and says, you look like an alien or something. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dang it, people are watching me. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if I sit here and I look perfect. Someone's going to come in and make fun of me. Yeah, They're going to make you fun of whatever's like in front of them. Yeah, your exactly. eyes, your nose, your lips, your hair, anything that they see. If they're unhappy with their own life and they want to make you feel bad, they will say something about some attribute of you to make you feel bad. But the sooner you realize that, the better off you'll be. Definitely. And, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of luck, A, ignoring such comments, or B, just kind of having fun back with it. And kind yeah. of disarming the situation a little bit. Mm -hmm. And if it continues, then obviously at that point, you know, you can use your community tools to remove that person from the stream. Exactly. But yeah, yeah like, that's definitely. Speaking of streaming, though, let's talk a little bit about streaming platforms. Because I, 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 I know, I believe right now you've been using uh, Facebook Gaming quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, first of all, how do you like Facebook Gaming versus, let's say, Twitch or something? Um, and how, and how, how should the streamer be thinking about you know, platforms in terms of if they were to switch. Cause there've been other streamers who have made like ninja switch mm -hmm. from Twitch to what was it? Uh, was big it? Yeah. Big sir. Um, and then I think he's back on Twitch now though, but like, but yeah. you get, yeah. So these things happen. Like how, how do you, how do, how are these things being evaluated and how should people evaluate the platforms? Let me just, uh, crunch some numbers here for you. <laughs> As of 2019, Twitch had 15 million active users. As of 2019, Facebook had 2.5 billion active users. So mm -hmm. with that being said, do I think you can grow and be successful on both platforms? Yes. However, if you're a newer person, you don't have a celebrity status, you're just a guy or a girl who loves video games and loves people, Facebook is the way to go. I mean, hands down, it is the way to go. And I say that because it's not as saturated yet. Twitch is so oversaturated. Just to put this in perspective, I started out on Twitch in 2017. I streamed there for two and a half years and I ended my Twitch career at 103,000 followers, partnered, averaged around three, 300 to 500 viewers, but never really like passed the threshold of 500. Started on Facebook almost exactly a year ago. I have over 400,000 followers in a single wow. year which is quadruple the amount that I got on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. And my viewership is a double or more what I had on Twitch. So do you feel just... like Facebook is doing a good job kind of getting your stream in front of the right people? Or uh, what do you think has attributed uh, to that? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the way that Facebook, Facebook works is so unique. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many avenues for growth. You can share your stream in a group of gamers. You can connect with people through groups. You can share your stream to your friends. You, you can, there's so many different ways your friends can share your stream with their friends and people who know you and support you can share your stream in a groups. So there's so many avenues. I mean, you don't just go. It's no longer just 
you go live and whoever clicks on it watches right. it's you go live and you have all of these avenues that you can utilize to your advantage to get people to watch. And when people get hooked, then your community starts building. Right. So how, how do you, like, so you mentioned one of the things you mentioned was uh, Facebook groups for gamers. Um, how do mm -hmm. how do you go about finding those groups? Um, obviously I'm sure they're huge. Uh, they have huge impact in terms of building friendships and finding other people who have similar interests and, and maybe even want to watch you stream or you watch them stream or whatever. How, how should people be finding these groups to, to build these connections? Yeah. So when I first started, I just would search like Twitch streamer or Facebook streamer or something like that mm -hmm. and just see there's tons of networking groups. So gotcha. you just click on whatever ones you find, join them, and then just start commenting and connecting with people. But definitely don't just make a post saying, Hey, I'm a streamer. And then put your link. Like just, <laughs> there's so many people that do that. Take the time to go meet people, connect with them, comment on their stuff. You know, there that's, it's such a huge difference when you take the time to be there for someone else instead of just asking someone to be there for you. Yes. It's a huge difference. Absolutely. In fact, that goes to one of the core things that uh, we've been pushing here at BT, but also a new site that we launched, Literally Ev, uh, which is with my, my wife and I. It's a new lifestyle site. That, and it's all about preaching positivity and just using our, our experience together. We've been together for 15 plus years. So mm -hmm. since we were since we were teenagers and bringing all of our kind of life experiences together. And we're writing about that. And one of the first article we actually wrote was about how, what it was like dating online before it was the norm back in like 2005, which is nuts because like no one ever back then I'm getting a little on a tangent real quick, but like back, <laughs> back then, like dating online was, was like looked at like frowned upon. It was like, it was like a last resort, right? Like yeah. sites like match.com and like it, the, the way they advertised them was so funny because it was like, oh, you couldn't find love nearby. Well, try match.com. <laughs> like, you know, give us a shot. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, but that's but that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, one of the yeah. things I was curious about, though, with with Twitch recently, they had a lot of issues with uh, the RIA had sent them a number of DMCA takedowns. And the way they kind of the way they handled that situation um was pretty poor. Uh, I would, I would say most would say, uh, what are your thoughts on the matter? And, and, and how would you have liked to see, see that handled differently? Um, if you were still on Twitch, I would imagine it affected your account um, potentially. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, this is a full deeper issue, which is part of the reason why I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Um, the entire, I guess, support system for streamers on Twitch is it's bad. Just, I'm just going to put it plainly. It's bad. Um, they don't know who you are because there's so many partners. Mm -hmm. There's so many people with a check mark next to their name and the people with the check marks are supposed to have special perks, but they don't, and they don't have the support that they need. So when you have these DMCAs and those takedowns and stuff like that, and you have these, these, um, you know, streamers with lots of influence, you need to take care of them because they have influence on the entire community. And when they started, um, you know, taking care of it the way that they did and, and poorly, the streamers got upset and they let their communities know. And those large streamers have a lot of influence on the community. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing that I'd love to see Twitch do is really take care of their partners. Really, really like make the partner program very exclusive, 
higher the viewership average for partnership and really, really take care of those people with very large influence. And also something that they really, really failed to do is to create an avenue for growth for people just starting. I mean, their whole system works to favor people who already have viewers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I've noticed the same there's thing. There's no avenue of growth for new people as well as there's really no um, special care taken for people who have a huge impact on the community. And that is part of the reason why I left because mm -hmm. Facebook takes care of me. They really do. They check in with me all the time and they ask me what I like about the, their program, what I would change. And they implement those things for me. It's, it's the coolest thing to be a part of someone who really values that you're there. So. Definitely. And, and that, and that's, you know what I think, I think what happened with Twitch and this is just my opinion here, but it seems like mm -hmm. they got a little complacent and rested a little oh, yeah. bit too much on their laurels. And, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't, they, they, they made the platform, you know, great for early kind of adopters. And then they kind of rode that for a while. And now they're like, oh, we actually have a community of people that use our service and they can go elsewhere now because there's other options out there. And, you know, now, now we're, we're in deep, Deep yeah, poop. exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit more about social media platforms. I know we discussed Discord earlier and building communities. Do you have a favorite platform that, that you like to use? Uh, uh, not for streaming, but for, you know, talking to your community and, and communicating with them? Yeah, I mean, I love Facebook because I have my own Facebook group okay. and I chat with my community through there. I love Instagram cause it's super fun. Like people comment and then they like send you DMS and I usually respond to a lot of DMS, um, some days more than others, but I just think it's so fun. Like they have a personal way of connecting with you and you can tell them, thank you for being a part of what I do. And that's so important to me. I know a lot of people don't do that, but I really do try and read and respond to people. And I think, I think it means a lot to them. Absolutely. I, I, I as someone who probably gets, uh, you know, uh, a ton of mess. You know, I also get a ton of messages and I also try and like, maybe not as much as you, <laughs> um, but I do get a ton of messages and I always try and read them and reply to them. And cause I think that's mm -hmm. important. I mean, like these people took time out of their day to yeah. write something to you because exactly. you impacted them in some way. And I think that the fact that that happened before the message, before you even read it is powerful. And that it is. and that's something that you should pay attention to because if you want to really do this for a long time, you you have to. Yeah, you need to make connections with people, and I I don't mean connections. I mean heart to heart yeah, connections absolutely. with people. It's I don't think a lot of streamers realize the the impact that they have on people, even as someone who has two viewers. I mean, you never know how you could change or help someone's day. So. It doesn't really matter where you start. We all started at zero. I remember going live and getting off stream and crying because I wanted it so bad and no one was watching me. I had those days just like everyone else. And I think once you kind of like make it to where I'm at, people forget that. And um, not only the streamer forgets it, but the, the people that watch forget it. Yeah. And I try to remind myself all the time to keep myself humble that everyone starts at zero. We all started at zero. So I understand the work, I understand the grind, and I also try and help people out because I know that I couldn't have gotten to where I am without the people in my community and the people that helped me out and my moderators 
I had so much support. I look back on it and I don't understand why I got so lucky. So it's yeah. I, I try and help other people out. I, I, I love that. I think that's amazing. And I, I, I'm always a fan of paying it forward myself. And I, I so I really uh, buy into what you're saying. And I think that's hundred yeah. percent true. Um, you know, the world needs more good people um, to kind of, to, to, yeah. to, to do that. Right. Like, yeah, like, like, you, like if you can be a good person and do the, all the right things, but if you don't kind of pay it forward, really, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you're, you're not, you're not, you're not passing it on. You're not passing the torch. Because if yeah, you pass the torch, everyone were doing that. Right. If you pass the torch, maybe the next person will pass driving. the torch. <laughs> exactly. So I'm yeah. on board with that. Positivity. Spread it. Spread the message. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about uh I want to talk more about content and your creation, the how you create it. Because obviously people see you on live stream and they may see you pop in uh, you know, a, a photo on Instagram or a post on Facebook or Discord or whatever. Um but there's so much more to it than that. Like what, like what goes on behind the scenes? Like how much time are you spending brainstorming this content that you're creating? How much time are you actually spending editing and things like that? You know, what what does that look like? So something that really shocks people when they ask this question is in order to create content, you have to consume it. Mm -hmm. And so what better job to have than to sit there and watch YouTube videos, man. I mean, I'm telling you, I'll sit there and I will just study content. And that's what I was saying earlier as well as I would sit there and study streams yes, and study what people did. And so I study content. I watch YouTube videos. I try and watch TikToks, keep up with the trends. And I have a notebook. And in that notebook, I write down the ideas that come to me. And I'm so lucky I have a support system of people and friends that help me execute those things. I mean, we do reenactments in game. We do you know, just funny moments and stuff like that. And I edit that stuff or send it off to an editor if I don't have time, but there's so much more that happens outside of stream than in, I mean, inside of stream is the most relaxing part. Mm -hmm. You press live and you play (laughs) right outside of stream. It's a, it's a chaotic mess and people don't understand. It's so much work. In fact, I have dropped everything else in my life, everything. It's just me and my stream. Mm -hmm. And I have been grinding at it for three years now to no avail. And I still am not where I want to be with it because it's, it's that much work. It takes a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I feel that I, you know, having built uh, web businesses and continue and relaunching now uh, best techie again and rebuilding uh, a lot of that. I I totally feel that. And it's, it's, it is a grind. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a marathon. Um, it is <laughs> not a sprint, not a it sprint, not a sprint. <laughs> but one of the things you said that really resonated with me was how you spend a lot of time consuming content. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking about that and also how you study streams. And, and I was thinking about it and I was thinking of Sam Walton, the guy who started Walmart. Um, and I, 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 I read that he had spent more time in Kmart than he did in his own stores because he yeah. wanted to see what the competition was up to so he could do it better. And so I totally buy into that. And I think that oftentimes myself included, I have lost track of the fact that consuming other people's content is super helpful, especially if you're a content creator, it inspires you. It makes you think about ways of doing things in a new, like in a new way. It does so many things, gives you ideas that you can build upon Maybe they touch on, maybe they, maybe they touch on something in a piece, in a video that, that, that wasn't the main focus, but you're like, oh crap, 
I totally want, I have something I could say about that. Like, you know, there's so many opportunities if you just, the more content you consume. So I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, and I've been and doing that a lot lately myself and it's been helpful. Yeah. And I think another thing that's just like random, but huge advice I think is so important is to know your goal before you put the content out is your goal to make people laugh is your goal to make people whatever. And with TikTok specifically, I just started it not too long ago. Um, but I had the goal in mind that I wanted people to be able to click on each video and be entertained by it. I found this other person's channel and I was like, every single video they had, had so much effort put into it. And it was all entertaining. It was just all like, I either laughed or I like related with it or something. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that goal in mind of like, there's a purpose behind every piece of content I'm releasing. Um, and you know, that purpose is so important. So for anyone who wants to start creating content, whether it be streaming, TikTok, YouTube, anything, just know what your purpose is before you even create it. And when you have that mindset while you're creating, you'll create something so much better and so much more impactful. Love it. I love it. That's great advice. I, I, uh, I think one of the, I think we're on the last question that I want to do for today before we get to yeah. the lightning round. And it also has to do with content. We, we were talking about, you said you keep a, a journal of ideas. Do you, do you have any kind of content calendar that you work with or like, how, how do you, like, how are you planning out like a month in advance or how far out in advance do you plan? How do you think these things through? Yeah. I mean, typically I try so hard to have everything set in advance, but this industry does not allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really doesn't. I will have something planned to do Monday morning. And then my agent or my publicist will call and they'll be like, Monday morning, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yes. And then that <laughs> other thing just gets pushed back. So yep. it's really genuinely, I think you should always have a plan, mm -hmm. always have a plan, but be okay with that plan shifting because I'm telling you, I have before coronavirus, I got a call two weeks before this guy called my agent and said, Hey, can you play in a tournament in Mexico city, Mexico on your birthday? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just did it. And every, everything that I had planned that week, I couldn't do, but you know what? I was doing something better. Right. So yeah. you just, and, and then, you know, the, the plans that I had for that week, those trends died out on, you know, on TikTok or whatever those trends died out. So I had to restudy and all of the time that I had put all of the effort I'd put into studying trends and studying things that I wanted to do was useless because if I don't execute it now, I, right. it, it, it doesn't work. That's, so that's, that's, it is that's constantly the, changing. Yeah. That, and that, that's, you know, that's partly, you know, like the negative drawback of it, but in, in the end you did something else that was just, you know, as great or if not better. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I, I think, you know, being able to be flexible, that's something I'm working on personally when it comes to changing of plans, it's not something I'm very good at, but it's something I'm working on. So I, yeah. I, I do agree with you on that. Uh, super helpful to be able to do that. But um, yeah. one of the things I was thinking, I just want to add. So for content, like I found it's helpful to, so what I've done is I've imported a list of like every major tech event throughout the year into mm -hmm. my calendar. And I keep track of what's going on each week, just so I have an idea of like, all right, well, Intel is going to announce something today or yeah, whatever. That's dope. So like, it helps me kind of focus on what areas of uh, content for a particular week that may be worth uh, looking into, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Avery, you made it through all the way to the end, uh, to the lightning round. So congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
Whenever you're ready, we can get started. I was born ready. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Um, what is your favorite band or artist? I love Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez was not I expecting that. <laughs> it's so embarrassing because it's so cliche, but I love her. I think she's so sweet. I love her music. She has some good. She has some good tunes. I'll give you that. I love her. She's good. What's the number one thing on your bucket list? Um, the number one thing on my bucket list is to see the world. I like and I've it. already started. I've been to Aruba. I've been to Dubai, Mexico, Canada. I mean, I just want to travel the world so that I can learn culture and relate to everyone. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, do you have any secret talents? No. <laughs> so every once in a while, I throw that one in just to see if if someone has something. <laughs> I really don't think I do. I like mean... for me, like I can wiggle my ears a little bit. Like that's like a secret oh. talent. That's kind of cool. I mean, I can dance, but actually, oh, oh, I know. I could do aerial silks, which is like those ribbons that hang from yes. the ceiling. I can like do tricks in them. Oh my God. My wife is getting into that. She loves yeah. it. Yeah. We bought I like a uh... Miss America with aerial silks. Oh my God. That's crazy. Silks. You should talk and to her. And I was her. like the first person ever to <laughs> compete with aerial silks. That's amazing. So, that's like, so yeah. I, like she, cause she's big into yoga and she started, and then she's started researching these aerial silks and we got like a. The hammock, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, All so right. mine mine were like 50 feet in the air, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Same awesome. Thing. Same. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. What's one food you can never bring yourself to eat? I love food. <laughs> <laughs> we oh can go God, with that. That's a good answer. Laugh so hard. That's a good answer. Um... <laughs> All of it. I want it all. If you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? That's the last one. Mm, something that has PC parts. Yeah. Maybe Micro Center. Micro Center. That's a good one. For yeah. me, I think, I mean, I'd pick the Apple store with that. <laughs> Ooh, I love Apple products, but. But you're a gamer. I'm a gamer through yeah. and through. Got to yeah. get those PC parts. Exactly. I think Micro Center is a good choice for that then. Yeah. Well, Avery, I've really enjoyed having you on this episode. We talked about a lot of different things related to esports and gaming and building communities. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I don't even know what I'm going to title this episode based on everything <laughs> we talked about. Good luck. Thanks. Um, but it's been really great having you on, and uh, I'd love to have you back sometime. But in, in the meantime, if anyone who's listening wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to connect? Um, you can just join my Discord. It's simple, discord.gg forward slash Avery. Nice. Awesome. Any any yeah. parting words or any wisdom that you want to impart? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking into being a streamer and you know that that's what you want to do and you want to create a community, freaking go for it. Doesn't matter if you are gay, straight, trans, a woman, a man, white, black, Latino, it does not matter. Freaking go for it and I believe in you. Amen to that, sister. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, Avery, I look forward to keeping in touch and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Techie Bites. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday with awesome interviews and conversations about technology and business. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting our podcast at anchor.fm slash best techie and or by leaving a reading and review on iTunes. Both ways help us greatly and are much appreciated. 
So thank you. Until next time, we'll see you. And remember, remember, take care of your computers.